Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman and Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much for joining me again this week. So my motivational quote for today is by Alfred E. Newman, and it says, Today it takes more brains and effort to make out the income tax form than it does to make the income. Picture it. It's April 1st, and the only thing you can think about is the deadline for tax day. April 15th is fast approaching. You feel that pang in your stomach knowing that to get everything organized for your accountant or for yourself if you're a do-it-yourselfer will take you one full weekend at best and maybe two weekends at worst. You're running out of time. You know that this deadline is a not negotiable event, and you swear that next year it's going to be different. Well, didn't you say that last year too? So what do you need to do differently to create a different result next April? I think you're really going to be pleasantly surprised today with some of the easy tips my guest Jill Merriman has in store for us. She is an accountant who changed careers at midlife, and she's going to share all that. Even though Jill walked away from her accounting practice after 30 years, she couldn't stay away. So lucky for us, she's been able to combine her new business, her new small business, with her old accounting skills to create a tool for us. Uh, I'm excited that April 15th, I am so excited that April 15th next year will be easy peasy using Jill's simple ideas and accounting system. So are you ready to get organized and to have any fear and to not have any fear for that tax man? So Jill, welcome and thank you so much for being on. Hi, Connie. I'm so excited to be here with you today. So I have to ask first, when you were an accountant, right, before you started your small business and you were an accountant, did your um, clients... Was it almost like death coming to you, and did they have papers totally in disarray? Oh, yes. I got a wide array of people, um, different situations. You know, most of them, you know, would call me when it was their last resort. You know, people do really have good intentions, and they want to be organized. They want to do it themselves because – you know, they, they feel like they could save a little bit of money. They don't need anybody. I, I should be able to do this. But really, it would be at the last minute, I would get a call and say, my neighbor really needs help. Do you think you could help her out? And then I'd get that, you know, shoebox full of papers flying out of them <laughs> or, or a pen of flax and, you know, with just all different stuff. And I'd ask questions and I'd say, do you have my, my number one question, Connie, first things first for me to be able to recreate what the year was for them was, do you have all the bank statements in here? And I'd get that deer with the headlights look and be like bank statements. And I'd say, oh, I really need those. And they're like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to get them. But, you know, little by little, you know, we worked it out. And I just love helping people. I mean, you know, I'm not – the brightest bulb with other things you know I do things well and then I do things not well accounting is my thing but I can't like change a tire on a car you know so yeah I hear you I hear yes you're you're good at what you're good at it's funny I tell my husband I'm good at so many things but I have no internal GPS so if we're somewhere and he'll say this was before we had you know GPS as a map quest or, or Google Maps and he would say I don't know I'm thinking left I go oh no I think we should go right and he would say to me oh then I'm definitely going left 
You know what? I'm the same way. I get worse. It must be something in our brain. I even with a GPS, really, same like you. I, I question it. Yeah, oh. yeah. So that you know, hey, but you know, we can't be good at everything. Come no, on, that's you know. it. But numbers <laughs> is my thing. So yeah. So that actually, I wanted my first question. Working as an accountant really is working in a world of absolutes of right. Right, the numbers either add up or they don't. Mm-hmm. So transitioning to what is really being a small business owner. So transitioning to what is really a people and communication communications based business. Was it a little bumpy at the beginning? And tell us about the process of what made you want to make even the switch in the first place. Okay, that's that's a good question. Um, I've always been a people person, but, you know, I never considered a sales job. Like, that just wasn't something that people said, you should go into sales or you should go into, you know, communication. Um I thought I would always be in the corporate world forever, climbing that corporate ladder. That's what I envisioned my life would be like when I graduated college. You know, we as parents, we always, we've been telling our kids the same thing. Our parents told us for years, you know, go to college, get good grades, get a good job with benefits so that 40 years later you could retire with a comfortable pension and then you could enjoy life. But, sure. You know, there's a, and there's then a you can enjoy wrong. life. Right. And then you can enjoy. You said it, man. All right, guys. Oh. I'm sorry. It is interrupt. Good. No, no, no. But you know, there's a couple of things wrong with that. Is that one? Most people don't stay at the same job for 40 years anymore, as there isn't job security like there was years ago. Two, companies rarely give you pensions anymore. You know, they might True. contribute into a 401k, but it's not like here you go. You got this job, and you're going to be fine when you retire. And three. Why wait until you're 65 to enjoy life? You know, yeah. sorry to say, but I can think of a million ways to enjoy life so much more in my 20s, my 30s, my 40s, you know, sure. than in my 60s, right? So sure. Sure. I, like so many others, went the safe route, and I landed a corporate accounting job. You know, after eight years in that corporate world, I traded my briefcase for a diaper bag when my husband and I decided to start a family. So here I was, eight months pregnant, um, I go to a chamber of commerce meeting with these little cards, business cards that I had made up of an area print shop and said I was starting my own accounting business at home. Who was interested in hiring me? Um, and somebody did come up to me. It was a restaurant yes. owner, and he said he needed help. I'm telling you that was a God thing because I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I'd never been to a networking event before. They sure. call it networking, right? So I built that flourishing business over the next 24 years while raising my kids. But I built this business by networking the good old-fashioned way. You know, there was no rules and regulations, at least that I knew of. I just connected with others on the playground, in my kids' school, and at other local Chamber of Commerce meetings. So like many parents who focus on their families and less on themselves, I wasn't taking care of myself as I should have. You know, when you're an entrepreneur, you got all these hats on. It's just so much. You just... Sometimes you eat, right, and sometimes you don't. So over the years, I gained some weight. I was tired a lot. I was pushing, you know, at all pistons, at all cylinders, however you say it. I was tired a lot, and I wasn't eating or sleeping as well as I should have. So about two years ago, a colleague that I had met at a networking event shared with me about this nutritional cleansing system and how it would help me lose weight gain more energy and sleep better. And, you know, I got to tell you, I was skeptical at first because I had tried so many different products over the years. Nothing made me feel better for a long period of time. 
and keep the weight off. Like I couldn't do that. But as much as I had wanted to lose the weight, I was really focused on feeling better because I knew I couldn't continue going down that path of sure. being tired. Unhealthy. Yes. So unhealthy. having your own business, you know, is not easy. It takes its toll both physically and mentally. You know, um, at the end of the day, you're the one doing everything. So you feel drained, but you got to get up the next day and do it all over again. Um, I took this person's business card and said I would think about it. But I got to tell you, this is a funny story. As women, as a woman, you could understand this. A few days later, after the event, I saw a picture of myself posted on the Chamber's website. I knew I had to try something. Oh, my gosh. You know, I knew I didn't feel good, but I didn't know that I looked that frumpy. Like, when yeah. did that happen, you know? Yeah. So you know, it's I, so funny. We we go through life, and you have, and, and I bet, I bet you're, you know, we say women, but I bet men even have that experience where all of a sudden, you know, you look in the mirror, you look at your picture, you know, posted somewhere and you think, oh my God, is that me? And I just have to share a funny story. Guys, you'll get you'll appreciate this. My husband, um, around when he turned 40, maybe late 30s, 39, 40, he joined the men's league. You know, my kids play hockey. So my, and my husband has always played hockey. He was born in Canada. So he said, come, I'm going to join. I want to do exercise. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. So one of our friends in town happened to be on the same team. So our kids were on the same team and we're at, uh, watching the game. And, and the, the man says to my husband, oh, what an experience in the locker room. So I said to him, Joe, what happened? He goes, Con, it was awful. He said, you know, you're walking in the locker room, he goes, you know, before the game, and we're putting our gear on. And he goes, and I sat there, and I looked around, and I thought, holy crap, everybody in here is old and fat and bald. And he's like, what is this happen? He says, my last image of the locker room was when we were fit and buff and, you know, really young and cool. And he says, like, in that moment, he realized, like a lifetime has gone by. So I'm giggling because women, we see a picture, we look in the mirror, guys have these revelations in the weirdest places. So just oh, my gosh. I had it. Yeah, cute, right? He's very cute. That's so cute. That's a classic, though. You know, we don't class ourselves that way. Yeah, I didn't classic. see, I mean, I knew I'd gained the weight, but frumpy, like, was just not something that I thought. Yeah. And, you know, it just shocked me. And it was Sunday night. 10 o'clock, because that, that networking event was like a Friday night. So a couple of days later, you know, they posted this, and they posted, sent me an email yeah. link to it. I ran to my purse, Connie. I ran. Yes, I pulled out a card. <laughs> I still had my little, you know, you know, like the little cocktail purse that you wear, yes, you know, that you bring. Yes. So I had that. I didn't have much in it. I had, like, gum. I had, like, a nail file, my license, and I had her business card. I called her Sunday night She's at 10 dialed. o'clock, and I yeah. said, I'm in. It's almost like a Seinfeld episode, you know? You're funny. Let's, so, let's jump forward. So let's jump forward. Yeah. So, so you, you lost the weight, right? And tell I everybody how much did weight. you lose because you look fabulous. Oh, thank you. I lost 20 pounds and I lost 21 inches. And the inches is what made me go from from to not from, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you look, you always look beautiful. Every time I see you, you just, you dress beautifully. You carry yourself beautifully. Your body you. language is one of confidence. So clearly the weight worked. And just for anybody wondering, it was isogenics. Okay. And now you're, you are an isogenics um, distributor. So now I want to stay on the accounting. So now you have this small business, you feel great. So you, you really are a billboard for the isogenics uh, program. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now how did you blend the two worlds and have this revelation to take that accounting because you, you've developed a product. So you, taking that accounting, right, background mm-hmm. 
to bring that over to the business time. So what are some things that you realized meeting with these other small business owners, these really other isogenics um, folks and these networking, so you're, you're dealing with small businesses now versus looking for the um, accounting business, right? Mm-hmm. How, yes. What are some of the typical things in regards to business records? Tell us some typical things that can cause a small business owner trouble really at the end of the year or do, actually during tax time. Okay. Um, well, I think it's two questions in one. I, because you were talking about blending the two worlds. I never knew to blend the two worlds until it was at tra- corporate trainings and team trainings for the isogenics that there was really a need for an accounting product. So mm-hmm. I just want to step back and say, you know, it wasn't like it just, oh, yeah, this is what people need. I had no idea. So sure. I realized as I was there at trainings, people would come up to me and ask me the same question over and over. Could I deduct this? What do I do with my accounting receipts? I've never done this before. These are intelligent, smart people that have been in the sure. corporate world. Most of them never had their own business, so they needed a little bit of help. And I really didn't want to stay in the accounting, but I said, oh, my gosh, I'm giving them this information. I could create this and give it to everyone. And there's over sure. 90 million network marketers, 90 wow. million. And, wow. you know, they really get in trouble because they don't know what to do. So that's yeah. when everything fell into place. It hit me that I could really create a system, and that's what I did. I created an easy five-step system called the Order Advantage System that could help multi-level marketers keep track of their business expenses. And there's a play on word there because you want to keep organized in order. Order is an acronym which stands for organized records, deduct every receipt. So nice. using my system, <laughs> there is no chaos, there's no confusion. But the difference between my system and other systems is that not only will it help you keep track of your expenses, but it will tell you what your ROI is at any given month or at the end of the year, which is return on investment. It will help you know how much money you made at the end of the year, during the month. Are you losing money? Are you making money? So that you know if this is successful and if it's worth it. You know, it's so, that's such an important thing. I think as, a, as small business owners and, and anyone who is a small business owner listening, you know, we run our business and we're good at what we do because we know what we know, right? That's why we open the business. But then on the flip side, are we keeping track of all the expenses? Are we doing the detailed accounting every month that we should? Um, and then at the end of the year, we go to the accountant with perhaps chaotic uh, paperwork and what have you. Uh, but then do we really know how profitable we were as well? And I don't think we should wait till tax time to figure out if we're profitable or not, right? We should be able to know that. I love that you said that you can really figure that out monthly. Was it a profitable month? We're not a profitable month. And if it was a profitable month, we want to continue doing those behaviors. If it wasn't a profitable month, what did we do that maybe we shouldn't have been doing and stop doing that instead of continuing to do that right until account time? We have to take a quick break. Um, We're at the midpoint. So let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I really – I think people get a a vibe of of how you, you came to develop this product. And I love the name. I love the acronym. I want, can, can you give us some tips on how to help at tax time? So what can we do literally after I finish listening, right? What can I go and start to implement to organize myself? So when we come back, let's jump to that because I, I think people will find that very helpful. 
A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Okay, we are back with Jill Merriman, who is an accountant by trade, but has recently opened her own uh, network. Uh, what is it called? Not network marketing. Um, what's it it's called, a network sir? marketing. Uh, no, network, I did say it the right way. Network yeah, marketing yeah, sure. through Isogenics. And while in training has this revelation of, hey, you know what? People are in need. So give really, and these tips can be used for small, any small business, but also for any personal person for your own tax uh, records as well, right? Right. Yeah, right. Okay, so get some so, tips. We're ready. Get your papers okay, out, papers you know, and pens. <laughs> these are just really basic tips, but I just feel like people have to start at the basics because they think it's so much more than it really is, but if you put these things in place. So as we know, being entrepreneurs hard work, one of the stress factors that network marketers in particular have is being overwhelmed and not being able to take care of this financial part of their business because they don't know where to start. So that's mm-hmm. the key, and I can relate to that. You know, We all can relate to that. It's kind of like when you have tackle, you know, cleaning your garage or a closet. It's a huge undertaking because you put it off, but it turns into weeks and months and you go on, get to that. Same thing in your business. If you take care of that record keeping, which is the least favorite part, then it's not going to be an overwhelming task, but becomes a habit. So one of the easiest ways to do this is break down the tasks in small, manageable steps. I know it sounds simple, but most people don't do that. So, like, for example, I worked with a client once that had messy vendor files. They were so unorganized, no one in the company could easily find a paid vendor bill. So when they needed information to verify, hey, is that vendor bit was paid, it would stop them dead in their tracks. It became frustrating for not only the employees, the owner, and the customer because he or she wasn't getting paid on a timely basis. So because of this, the employees felt the owner wasn't going the extra mile, things weren't organized. It created a process breakdown. So with my help, we broke down the system in small manageable steps. We're able to organize the vendor files, get them in order, and get my client's business records straightened out. So the simple step of keeping doing things in small manageable steps and writing things down created a ripple effect among those employees. So that's my first tip is break it down in simple manageable steps. If you have a box of receipts or you have a huge folder, you may want to take them out if you're ready, you know, here we are the end, the middle of September, is yeah. sort it out. It's just don't look at it as this huge undertaking, you know. Look at it so, small steps. So when you say, okay, so let's say somebody has a shoe box or they have a big folder or whatever it is that you have all of your receipts that you think, oh, I'm going to need that at tax time and you put it somewhere. You're mm-hmm. saying take that out and, and break it now. Just break it into, let's say, um, entertainment receipts, like if you took a client out to lunch. Um, put that in a folder? 
Yes, you could put in an envelope or a folder. I mean, without having a system like mine, it's already mid-September, I would say that's the quickest and neatest way to do it is to okay. sort it out so that you could get an idea of what you spent on what type of expense. Or even sometimes, you know, you might, you don't have to do it that way. You could sort it another way by, by month, January, okay. all January receipts. But you have to break it down into small steps. That's the key. Okay. And it has so to decide, be manageable. Just decide a way. Either break it down January, February, March, break it down by the receipts, receivables, invoices, whatever it is that you have. Right. Um, exactly. Put it in a pen to flex, but just take the box and break it into its own little topic, each own little topic. Right. And it sounds simple, but I can't tell you how all those clients that came to me, nine out of ten didn't do that. So that idea is huge. You know, yeah. another tip is to deduct all all your business-related expenses. You know, people often ask me, what can I deduct? And I answer them back with a question, Connie. I say, is the expense specifically for your business? If it's yes, then it's deductible. I mean, they right. really don't realize that if you go on Amazon and you buy a book about social media tips that you're going to implement in to promote your business online, it's deductible. Yeah. You, you yeah. know, if you go to training seminar on learning how uh, to navigate LinkedIn or another social media site, not only is the training fee deductible, but the workbooks, any books you buy there, and also the mileage that you put on your car driving to and from the training seminar. So another, you know, another tip I'd like to share is how to record the business expenses, and that's categorizing them. And we talked about that when you're sorting them out. So there's, you know, different categories. Um, when people buy my system, I give them a top ten list of um, the most common deductions and what they consist of. Because that's another thing people ask me, like, well, how do I know what falls in what category? I kind of spell it out for you so it's really simple. So, yeah. so, for instance, if you go to buy a tablecloth, you know, let's, um, I don't know if I have a minute just to give an example. People understand. Ahead, you know, yeah, they understand. Yeah, so, you know, being a network marketing professional, I set up a vendor table here or there at a gym or at a bridal show or something like that, and I needed a black tablecloth. So let's say I go to the store and I buy a $20 tablecloth. Um, it's a, you know, business expense because I'm using it for my business specifically. I'm not going to put it out, you know, for Halloween candy or something <laughs> next month. Right. But it, it depends on how you categorize it. Is it a marketing expense, an office expense? All of those kind of categories are fully deductible. So the only problem would be is if you put it in the wrong category, you may not get a true picture of what you spent for that year for that particular type. But it's still deductible someone might not have saved that $20 receipt and went, oh, it's a tablecloth. It's not a stapler. It's not a, you know, we get back to the basics. It's not a copy paper or um, anything that has to be office related. It, it just really has to be if you use it in your business. Okay. So that tablecloth, they should keep that receipt and they would put that, let's say, really that's marketing. If you're using it yes. for a display table, right, I would put that under marketing. So you would have that in your marketing tab, but on that receipt, you would put tablecloth for, tablecloth for um, you know, whatever, the sponsor table, whatever it is that you're highlighting at these events. That's correct. Do you remember what of, it's for? That's correct. That's one of the things that's part of my system is what I called marking up the receipt. You know, I don't want to give my whole system away, but because really you're not going to know, you're not going to remember what that receipt was for. And, you know, you could get audited up to seven years. 
The, right. the IRS recommends that you label every receipt. It's not required, but they recommend it because in the event you get audited, you can't say, well, I don't remember. If you don't remember, you don't get that deduction. That is as simple as that. So you could get, you know, you're not going to remember six months from now, three years from now. You know, two weeks ago, if you bought something, you, you wouldn't remember today exactly what event it was for or what you used it for. Yeah, and I just want to share a habit. Uh, you know, I'm I'm very habit-driven in, in just how I function in my life. So if I need something at Staples, what I, what I do is I have the rewards card. I put it on my business American Express card, and I take – I only buy what I need for my office, let's say, okay? So, mm-hmm. you know, if the kids need pencils, I don't include that. But I, I take that receipt, so it's Staples. I, and I put it in my, you know, um, supplies, whatever, office supplies. Um, I, I know that's all office stuff. I don't have to go through line items. And this is another funny thing that I do. Um, Costco, they have the huge bags of candy. When I train, mm-hmm. I always have candy in the afternoon for everyone. Keeps them awake. It's a treat. It's a business expense. Candy's not for me and the kids. It's for Halloween, right? It's really, right. I use it in, in my business. <laughs> So on the Costco receipt, I keep them and I just circle, because obviously I buy other things, I just circle that one thing and I put candy for work or whatever. So, I, I again, that I try to um, label that, but I always know the Costco, when I circle it, it's my candy receipt. So I, I think that if you get a little habit that you use a specific card for business, that's also, I think, a good habit to get into. Because even if you lost the receipt, at least you have the statement with the item or the thing you purchased. Yes, that's know. true. That You know, you bring up a good point. That's absolutely true, having a card. But um, one of the things that people feel that is their safety net is, well, I get that Amex statement at the end of the year or I get that Costco, whatever it is, isn't that good enough? My, no, it's not, because if you get audited, you, the IRS needs to see the receipts. They're not going ah. to, yeah, they're not going to waive fees and give you the business deduction if you show them an Amex statement that's broken out, because it, it's a great statement. No, no, uh, you know, no bones about it. However, it's a tool for you to use to say, where did I put that receipt? Oh, my gosh. Here's, you know, on furniture, I bought that lamp or I bought that table. Where's that receipt? So it is your responsibility to make yeah. sure you keep the receipts. And that's the yeah. thing. You want to keep you want to keep all the receipts. You know, if you should have a tax specialist at the end of the year. I don't suggest everyone do their own taxes. But um, when you make a business purchase, don't throw it away. Let them decide where they're going to put it if it's deductible. As long as you tag it and write what it was for, they may ask, you know, your tax person may ask you a question, but, you know, you need those deductions because the more money you make in whether it's your network marketing business, your small business, the more deductions you will need to offset the higher taxes that you could sure. potentially be paying. So, you know, my thing is this. This is why business receipts are so important, and this is the whole enchilada. Think of it this way. No receipt equals no deduction. No deduction equals pay more taxes. Pay more taxes equals less money you keep at the end of the year. And why give Uncle Sam a dime more than is required? You're right. We work hard. That's it. And, yeah, and we just had tax time this week. It's so funny. And I went to the post office because I always do the return receipt as well with my taxes, my quarterly mm-hmm. taxes. And so um, he said, oh, another tax, um, busy, busy today. You know, everybody's coming in paying their taxes. So, you know me, Miss Positive, and I said, well, I go, isn't this a beautiful thing? I guess to pay taxes because I earned money. 
<laughs> and I put the money away so I could pay my taxes. I said, so that's a pretty, it's a pretty good day. He stopped in his tracks and he looked up at me and he goes, well, no one has ever said that to me before. <laughs> that's because they never it. met you, Connie. That's, yeah, it's, and that's I'm true. one in a million. Yeah, but, but really. It's, but it's true. Yeah, I mean, you so know, here, thank God that we could have, you know, a job that, that we have to exactly make right. And the yeah. privilege of paying taxes, everybody's like, she's out of her mind. But really, really, I also agree with what you just said. I don't mind paying my taxes. I don't mind paying my fair share. That's what keeps, you know, our economy functioning and, and what have you. But on the same token, I don't want to pay more than I should be paying. So it's right. really important that we get a grip of it, it's your responsibility. It's your business. So you really right. do have to take the bull by the horns and get organized. The last thing I want to ask you, we literally have about two and a half minutes. So, Tell me what makes your system, and I told you, right, as soon as you, we had, um, Jill and I was were referred by a client of mine who lives in the other part of the state, said, you two, I think, live near each other. You should be, I think you'd get along. Net, net, Jill and I, we live, what, about five miles apart, ironically, yes. and we did, we, we met for lunch, and it, we just hit it off immediately. So you were telling me about your, you were still working on launching the product. Um, give people a way to get your product and just tell them real quick what makes your product different from, you know, a, a book, Quicken Books or whatever it is um, that they may be using. Okay. That's easy. There's really nothing on the market like my product because my system is the first of its kind. It's based on my expertise as an accountant. I'm in the trenches. I'm an accountant, and I'm also a network marketing professional. You know, I, when I was working in the corporate world, Every single product or new thing that we got, I could tell it wasn't made by an accountant, just the way you had to do a journal entry or a trial balance or something like that. I know the flaws and the, the stumbling blocks, so I know how to work the system, and I know that it has to be simple because people really aren't interested in accounting like I am. I love numbers, but people aren't. Yeah. So I had yes, to make you're a freak. system. But here's, yes, thank you. But here's what makes it different is that mine not only keeps track of your business expenses, but it tells you how much money you're making. See, the other products, yeah. you could use an app if you're very uh, tech savvy. You could go on there and use an app on your phone, but it's not going to tell you how much money you made throughout the month or cumulatively. So sure. right now it's September. My system will tell you how much you made, let's say if you look at the last month, August, but then everything from January to August. So you could look and say, oh, my gosh, I spent that much on meals and entertainment? <gasps> you know what? I got I to gotta watch my lunches next month. You know, yeah. kind of like that because it, there's only two factors in how you make money. You either have to make more money so your income has to go up, your sales, or you decrease your expenses. It's only right. the two things. So this will definitely let you know how much money you make. And the secret sauce is, to know if it's a profit-making business or if it's a hobby. If it's a hobby and you're just enamored by the product you're selling, you got to get out of it because you could just be a, a product user. You don't have to be doing it as a business. So there's no guessing yeah. with my system. And if they're interested in getting more information, they could find out. I'm in the pre-launch phase, but they could go on my website, www.jillmerriman.com. Um, it's going to be out by the end of this year, so it's just in time for the new year and a fresh start to your business. Feel free to go on there. You could um, request to, for us to inform you when the product is available. You put your first name and you put your um, email address. I'm also very active on Facebook. I have a Facebook fan page, Jill Merriman Enterprises, and I'm on LinkedIn. I love to hear from your listeners. 
I okay, love that. awesome. And just as a footnote, um, thank you for sharing that uh, website, Jill. And I always put the um, person I have on, I always put the website on the Web Talk Radio uh the webtalkradio.net website where the show posts, I always put that so people don't have to remember, write it down. They can click on it, and we take you, we do the backlink, so it takes you right to your website as well. Oh, that's awesome. Thank yeah, you isn't so that much. awesome? You're so organized. Yeah. yeah, well, no, that's my producer. That's not me, so. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. I wish I could. I wish I was that smart. Um, or I should say I wish I was that techie. I'm, I'm so not techie with the back legs. But anyway, um, thank you so much for all of your insight. And I really hope that you you got small business owners thinking about what little things they could start doing, even now, even if even if the rest is a mess from January, you know, through uh, mid, mid-September, you know, start by putting something in place for your October stuff, right? And then mm-hmm. that'll help you get set up for next year. Go to the website, Jill's website, and, um, you know, check out the product, see if it'll work for you. Will it also work for a small business like myself, even though I'm not a quote-unquote network marketer? Can yes. I still, I can use it? Yes. You know what, this is what I say. It's good for any small business, especially someone like yourself. What it's not going to work as well for is if you had payroll, if you had people working oh, for you, okay. because then as an accountant, I'm saying you really should go to QuickBooks. And, you know, they have a payroll module or you go to paychecks sure. or ADP. But if you're, a, like if you're a salesperson, whether you're a real estate agent, you know, you don't have anybody under you. You're just tracking your commissions or your 1099 receipts, anything like that, it, absolutely. This would work for anyone who has a small business. They're out of their home, appraisers, whatever it is. Yep. Sure. And, sure. I, and I welcome Excellent. any questions. If someone wants to go on my website and send me an email, and I could chat. I would love to help people out. You know, that's my that's thing. That's great. You really are. When we, it was funny because when we had lunch, too, you gave me several tips. I'm like, ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> it's like it's good to have lunch with Jill. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. Yeah, I, I have a good I, time with you. You're a smart we, lady. We do have fun. Yes, we do have fun. Um, everybody, thank you so much uh, for joining us. I hope that you did get some insight, got your, your mind thinking. And really, really, Jill and I hope that when tax time does come, that we don't get that thinking feeling like what I started with, um, you know, with my intro and the quote, that, you, you know, you say, hey, I, I feel um, – confident that I have everything I need to make my accountant do the best job for me so I keep as much money as I deserve and pay as much money as I should be paying without paying extra. So I hope some of the tips Jill gave you, you can organize yourself right now and then again, go check out her product and um, I I know I'm going to buy it because I just, I'm really, really organized but when it comes to that stuff, I need a little help. So I don't want to recreate something that I know has been created and is reasonably priced to purchase. So um, small business owners, I do hope that you check out her website, uh, www.jillmerryman.com. And again, I'll post it on the webtalkradio.net website as well. Jill, thank you so much for taking the time. Just to, for just all your awesome information. Um, Just great. I'm I'm so excited. And I, I thank you for, for your time today. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you, Connie, for having me on the show. I loved it. Yes, and keep me again. I'll go on the website, so you have my you have my email address. Just keep me posted on the launch and how it's going, and and I I do welcome people to reach out to Jill with any questions you might have from a, um, an accounting standpoint as well, and how it, her product may or may not work for you. 
Um, so thank you again. And I hope everyone listening that you guys will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and get organized and realize that change is possible and, and probably easier than we oftentimes think. So thank you all for joining me. You have been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thank you and have a wonderful, exciting, and of course, an organized week. Be well. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me, but I can